Welcome, bats and ghouls. What if I were to tell you a tale of darkness, magic, mystery, and nightmares? A scary story, but not the kind of scary story you tell around the campfire. An actual, real, spooky tale straight from history. Welcome to Night of the Living History, a podcast where we talk about real, spooky, and macabre things that happened in real life. If you're ready to hear a real scary story, then settle in, bats and ghouls, because it's time for Night of the Living History. Hey there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Night of the Living History. For being so patient, I know it's been a super big amount of time since I've done an episode. Um, And to those of you who have reached out and asked me to keep doing them and not stop, I really appreciate you. Um, For the most part, it's just been kind of time and not being... Not being great with my time. Um, You know, I'm, I'm almost done with school right now, so it's just... That takes up, honestly, just most of my what's left of my mental health um, and I'm already losing sleep over that so I don't necessarily get the ability to do these episodes when I'm in the middle of a semester. I try to do them in between semesters or during big breaks so I appreciate you guys all again for being super patient. Um, Today's episode we're going to be talking about the Beast of Gavaldon. I'm probably butchering the title of that. Um, I am not French. I've never taken French. Um, I've taken Spanish. I'm not good with those pronunciations. I'm good at German pronunciations, but um, French I just can't do, and I apologize. Um, But uh, it basically is the story of a wolf that terrorized the countryside of France, Um, and that's what we're going to be jumping into, and it was basically the inspiration for what would later be known um, as werewolves. I'm sure there were stories before this, but this one is pretty famous in history, so we're going to take a look at it. Let's jump in and let's get spooky. Strangers to monsters and cryptids, most of you listening are here because you have felt a calling to the macabre. And maybe, like me, you became obsessed with some sort of urban legend or monster. Some of us loved vampires, and for others, it was werewolves. Something about that bloodlust triggered by a full moon enticed your curiosity. And that's where my curiosity took hold. I was a little bit more of a vampire girl myself, but werewolves were just as cool. I decided to try and pinpoint where that idea of werewolves blossomed in history, and that's why we're where we're at now. Let's go ahead and rewind our calendars and take a jump over the North Atlantic Ocean, and we find ourselves in France in the year 1764. In 1764, the region of Gavaudan was an area that was something written in a fairy tale. It was just this beautiful area. It had this forest that was really believed to be enchanted. Um, A fun place to find yourself in history. It was the year after the Seven Years' War had ended, leaving the French a few coins short from the proverbial poorhouse. And for those of you trying to remember what the hell the Seven Years' War is, don't you worry, your favorite history buff is here to help. So let's take a second to relearn it. The Seven Years' War was also known as the French-Indian War, and it took place in North America. The main characters were the British and the French, with both sides being supported by a number of... One of the reasons for the war being a struggle of power over the overseas colonies run by France and Britain. Basically, the war ended with the Treaty of Paris being concluded February 10, 1763, renouncing all of mainland North America to Britain, save for a few other areas, including New Orleans. Okay, enough backstory, back to the spooky. 
Gavaudan, again, forgive me for butchering this, also known as modern-day Lazare, was a village not untouched by the war, as France was in financial despair. The beast gave the perfect enemy for France to avert its hate onto. The monster's first victim was Jean Boulet, a 14-year-old girl watching her sheep, and her death was just the lighting match to the wildfire of death and violence that would befall many others, some being reported as having their heads quite literally bitten off or their throats torn out. The actual number of victims ranges as to be expected. Record-keeping of the 18th century isn't exactly considered to be 100% perfect. The numbers range from 50 to 300 victims across the French countryside. And the story of the beast outlives the people who witnessed its telling. Now, political news was being very tightly censored by the king, so where else to turn to increase readers and entertainment? Well, one journalist, Francois Morenis, began to report on incidents in small villages. One could even argue that he helped create what we now know as true crime stories. The people of Gavadon and nearby villages were accustomed to seeing wolves, and at that time, wolves commonly attacked people in France more than 5,000 times, actually, between the 1500s and the 1800s. Now, this is a very important fact. These people lived with wolves. They had frequent encounters and sightings with them on a regular basis, but the witnesses of Gavadon described the beast itself to be much different creature. The beast, as it is less affectionately comes to be known, described by witnesses as a wolf or a hyena-like wolf with a long tail the size of a bull. The common wolf was known for the most part to keep a safe distance from people. This wolf, or the beast, was rumored to be seeking out and hunting humans, almost exclusively women and children. As the stories of the beast spread and grew, spread across even countries, its infamy attracted the attention of King Louis XV. The reward to catch the beast also grew almost as fast as its fantastical claims. Some people claim it was a lion-lizard hybrid, and others even claim that it had the ability to deflect actual bullets with its fur. Many claim to have confronted the beast, many walking away with wounds. The most famous confrontation with the beast was a 20-year-old woman named Marie-Jean Vallée. The Maid of Gavadon, as she became to be known, has a statue of herself erected in France, depicting her stabbing the beast in the chest, despite the beast allegedly escaping. One day, one of King Louis's men killed a large wolf covered in scars. They believed they had killed the beast. His body was stuffed and sent around for royalty to observe as a trophy. However, the attacks resumed a short time later, and in the summer of 1767, a local hunter named Jean Chastel also shot a wolf. Not a beast, a wolf. And his autopsy allegedly revealed human remains in his stomach. The attacks and the sightings were put to rest. In the end, most people believed the beast to be a tall tale needed in a time of despair and quite simply a wolf or a group of wolves with the witnesses having colorful imaginations. But just like all other famous monsters, there are some who believe the beast was just something more. All right, guys, uh, books based on this story. Oh, boy, uh, I'm not kink shaming here, but there's a lot of books that uh, are romances, uh, specifically between wolves and people or werewolves and people. Uh, I'm totally not judging. I was a fan of Twilight, but, you know, that's mainly what I found. 
Um, the other books were mainly historical research or books about the legend itself. If you're looking something a little bit more on the werewolf action specifically, I don't really have a whole lot for you. Uh, but for those of you who were big fans of Red Riding Hood growing up, which I definitely was, but I kind of like the darker end of Red Riding Hood, there's a book I actually own called The Girl in Red by Christina Henry. Uh, and it's a pretty cool twist on Red Riding Hood. So if you're looking for something along those lines, I would definitely check that out. Movies based on this. Um, there was a Beast of Gavadon TV movie made in 2003. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It looked awful. Uh, <laughs> it had terrible effects, which, I mean, that's a given for TV movies. Um, that being said, uh, I do like horror movies that not all of them have great special effects, but this one just looked really dumb. I'm not going to lie. The other one was called The Curse, and it actually came out in 2022, so it's recent. I watched the trailer for this one, and it looks pretty good. Um, for those of you who like Rotten Tomatoes, it does have 73%, which isn't great, but you know, it's better than a lot of other movies got, and some of the movies I actually like got less. So I'm going to give it a shot, and maybe you guys should too. It looks pretty good. Places to go, duh, Lazare, France. Go see the statue of Marie-Jean Vallée. This is definitely something that's going on my bucket list after this. And that kind of wraps up this episode. Um, I am hoping to get another episode out to you guys this week. Um, I will post about the topic on the Instagram page. So just, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you all again for reaching out and telling me to make another episode. This really does make me happy. And it makes me happy to know that there's people out there who enjoy listening. Um, And that's all I got for you, bats and ghouls. Uh, Stay spooky.